Look out, Telemundo. Me Too is creeping up on you. The online network aimed at the fast-growing Latino mobile viewer is on a roll. On today's Talking Tech, I invite you to listen to my recent conversation with Me Too co-founder Beatriz Acevedo, the Mexican immigrant who moved to Los Angeles a few years back to conquer the world of TV. And now she has a network that pulls in 500 million monthly views for its videos. Here she is. And we are the largest digital media brand for Latino millennials or Latino youth. Um, we are very proud to have started building this brand and this media company short of four years ago. Um, and really to serve our community and really to serve young Latinos who had been so overly underrepresented um, in media, but also didn't really have a place that they could feel that it was home or a community for them. So we have no lack of diversity with our team, and this is what has made us uh, become who we are. We talk to our audience um, through our own Latino youth who create the content day in and day out. Um, and it's very exciting just to see their response and how much the company has grown thanks to that big need of a very big underserved audience. For 50 years, there was no reinvention in media, none. It was either the soap operas that our grandmothers used to watch or our mothers, um, or it's the stereotypical characters, right? When, when it, it's terrifying when, when your kid gets told at school, oh my God, is your mother a Mexican? Is she a maid, right? Because it's just that, Every time, it's just those stereotypes that have been um, shown over and over in traditional American media. So there was nothing that was authentic and that was true. That was English language, that was digital first, that really represented who we were and that made our audience and our community feel proud to be Latino. And, and that's something that we are incredibly excited that we've been able to build here. Talk a little bit about your story. Uh, you were born in Tijuana. Right, and yeah. here you are, uh, uh, 30 years later. Oh yes, a little bit less than 30 years. <laughs> no, and I, you were directing and, and you were producing back in Mexico City. Yes. Right, take us from Mexico City. Okay, so I have a very funny story, um, specifically for this day, people will appreciate this. So mo most people that live at the border decide for their kids to be born in the United States to provide them with opportunities to be American or be dual citizens in the case of Mexico where you're able to be both. But my father was a very proud Mexican man and he decided to rush my mother, they lived in San Diego, from San Diego to Tijuana so I could be born in Mexico and one day become president of my country. So it was the only case I think people knew where they're like, I cannot believe your dad rushed your mother to Mexico. So 2020, come on. Yes. Let you make, it, make the announcement, let's break some news. No, 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 but I, listen, I, I think being born at the border gave me really a really great sense of a lot of what we do here at Me Too because we, the content that we create is really um, based on feeling incredibly proud to be Latinos and incredibly proud to be American. So um, although I was not born in the United States, uh, being a border girl, uh, I had one foot in Mexico, one foot in the US as I went to school in the US and always sort of felt that I grew up with the best of both worlds. And then you sort of make your own hybrid culture and you make it your own and you're like, okay, this is who I am. I have the very best out of um, 
being proud and tied to my culture and my roots, yet I also love how progressive and how open and how welcoming this country has been for many years and how I can come here and be entrepreneur and build companies and provide opportunities for, for the next generation of Latinos and inspire them, hopefully, to be much better than me uh, in whatever it is that they set their minds to. So. Um, yes, I, I started in radio, actually. So this takes me back from when I was eight years old that I had a daily kids show in Mexico. Um, so my parents had a friend who owned an advertising agency, and they needed a kid's voice to be the voice for some um, radio commercials. And they asked them if I could uh, do it for them. And that's how I started. And then after that, there was a kid's radio show that would play kid's music. And I took my demo of my two radio commercials that I'd done to the owner of the radio station. And I asked him for a job. So I would co-host with an adult. Uh, but I started like that in my career in, in radio. And then I moved to TV when I was about 15 years old. Um, and moved to the U.S. after I had won a few Emmys. They were the first ones um, uh, for my country of Mexico when I was in my early 20s. And um, I wanted to come here and really sort of like a lot of what we do today, but back then without technology, there was no real way to scale. So even though I would be very passionate as I am today, meeting with heads of networks and studios, telling them how we had all these fantastic stories to tell from our countries of origin and how we can provide this new and fresh voice to the content they were doing, they were pretty skeptical, right? They're like, well, we don't know if that's going to work. Oh, we don't know if that show without the thick accent or the sombreros or the mariachis or the piñatas is something our audience will be interested in. So, you know, you always would have to be convincing them that the stories we wanted to tell that were not stereotypical would be good, but there was always sort of that barrier. Now is very different because... I, I tell a lot of the young kids, if you have a phone, you have an opportunity, right? No longer do you have to be waiting for somebody to validate you and to give you a chance to succeed. You're able to sort of like, you know, create your content, connect with an audience globally, and show what you've got, and that's incredibly powerful. What do you want all the young Latina women, girls out there who are watching you right now, what do you want them to know about the next 20 years and what they can do? Oh, it's an incredibly exciting time for, for any Latino or of, for anybody um, who has been sort of like, who has felt like an underserved audience. I think thanks to technology, I fully, fully believe it's the best thing that could have happened um, to our demographic, to, to multicultural youth, right? Technology provides you an opportunity. And I think it's a fantastic time. Um, it's a great time to dream big. Um, you know, we have so many people here in our company, over 100 employees who are Latinos and Latinas thriving. They are going to be the next generation of leaders that we're going to be applauding in the very short Short term and nothing makes me more excited so there are plenty of examples for Latinas and Latinos to look up for today not only in technology but everywhere and I would tell them we're counting on you guys to lead our country and do awesome things I'm Jefferson Graham thanks for listening to Talking Tech don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher and please leave your reviews comments and suggestions